Hey, I'm Maria. I work at a labor union by day and write and watch too much TV by night. I like to say I've been firmly in the CW's clutches since it was a WB. As the great Seth Cohen on the OC once said about the fictional teen drama, The Valley, TV teen dramas are mind-numbing escapism. They exist in a fantasy world where 20-something hot actors are usually cosplaying high schoolers in melodramatic depictions of adolescents. But that's honestly why I love teen dramas so much. I love the tropes and the ships and the not-at-all-subtle product placement. I love the early aughts theme songs and the cameo performances by pop-punk bands. I love the newer generation of shows that are more diverse and representative of the vastness of teenage girldom. And I especially love the moments when TV teen dramas get political. You guys, we can organize, stand together, speak with one voice. Karl Marx has come alive for me today. Now it just seems so obviously wrong that those who control capital should make their fortunes off the labor of the working class. Well, since you've fired us, you've given us plenty of time to kick in. Workers of the world, unite! Throw up and Welcome to another episode of Leftist Teen Drama. Today we're doing a special follow-up episode to our very first episode. We are covering where Eric Effiong on Sex Education's journey picked up at the start of season three, all the way to where we left off and we're now on a hiatus between seasons three and four. So I'm joined again by my, you know, childhood best friend who became best friends with on MySpace, current screenwriter in LA, Dondre Teller Stewart. <laughs> I'm the Eric to her Otis. <laughs> 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 exactly. I, honestly, one of my favorite things about this season was how strong Eric and Otis's friendship was, honestly. It just gets better every season. It's been a long time since we talked about the first two seasons of Sex Education. It was the first recording that I did for this podcast. We're now on episode Ooh, 17, which is crazy. I just wanted to say that like, our first episode is one of our most listened to episodes. And I really appreciate that. And I also wanted to shout out our, our comrade, Eric Effiorg on Tumblr, who left us the kindest review that we've ever gotten about our Eric Effiong episode. And yeah, we're really happy that other people love him as much as us, enough that we're crazy enough to make two podcast episodes about just him, because mm -hmm. he deserves it, honestly. I wanted to also say that if you somehow stumbled upon this episode and you have not listened to episode one, where we talk about Eric F. Young's journey in seasons one and two of Sex Education, you should probably go back and listen to that first. And then come back here and talk about season two of us. In getting ready for this podcast, I like listened to our first episode again because I, I was like, what do we talk about? Emotional. <laughs> <laughs> it was an emotional ep for sure. Yeah. Which again, this is why you should definitely listen to both because we got out a lot of emotional stuff in, in part one. But so one of the things that we talked about, which is I think relevant to the journey we're about to get into, is that season one, you know, the big iconic storyline is of Eric's dad. But then Eric's dad kind of recedes into the background and seasons two and now season three have been way more focused on Eric's mom. We'll continue that today because like at the, where we leave Eric at the end of season two, he has just like started a romantic relationship with Adam and his mom is like embracing Adam. Mm -hmm. That's kind of the last that we see of her. So 
Yeah, and I think we talked a lot, and we'll definitely talk about it more, about how seemingly unique and interesting Eric's relationship with his parents is, like, with him being, like, an out gay Nigerian first-generation immigrant, like, kid, like. Yeah, I also feel like they kind of do a reversal because, you know, it's not the typical in-the-closet story, if anything. I feel like Eric's parents are in the closet. Yeah. (laughs) Especially his mom, like, she has all of these secret past lovers and past lives that she has that she just hasn't shared with any of the kids and she keeps on trying to suppress eric from living his truth this season but he's just getting louder and prouder the whole entire time yeah it's it's pretty fucking cool you know when i started watching season three obviously i had already started this podcast but i was like oh i hope that the storyline's good not just because (laughs) i love this show but because like i want there to be more to talk about when it comes to eric and then i just feel like the season gave us like such Good shit to talk about so i'm excited and so in the first segment of this podcast about eric f young we also talked at length about how we don't really approve of adam or think that he is the one for eric which again he's a high schooler so like mm-hmm. he probably isn't gonna find the one at Moordale. but we predicted because i think again like we were just at the start of the adam and eric relationship actually being like a committed romantic relationship as we start season three we, we said, I said, I think there's going to be a lot of turbulent times ahead for Eric and Adam. And you said, if there's one thing that's been true for the entire series, it's Adam's pain is always Eric's constant. Mm. So those were our predictions. You were right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Liv wanted, who did not end up being able to join us today, but Liv did want to see Raheem make Eric jealous and... Raheem and Anwar get together. So that hasn't happened yet, but you know, maybe season four wish list. I don't know. <laughs> maybe, yeah. I, I could care less about Raheem. <laughs> I know. I do think it's interesting that they chose to have Raheem and Adam have like this weird friendship though. Like I was like, where did that come from? <laughs> I, I didn't see that coming at all. Yeah. Yeah, no, because I mean, it is kind of like, what do you do with Raheem after that breakup then? <laughs> right. I did appreciate his like anti-establishment views in relation to the like oppressive principle that comes in. Yes. That was that was a nice role for him to play as like the French guy. <laughs> also, it made him very very uncomfortable with that bus scene. I was like, oh my god! That's oh my so god! <laughs> so embarrassing. Oh yeah. Which was good because I feel like he, he came in as like the cool guy where nothing could touch him, and I, they really humbled him this season. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, and I think that's like what we've said about how why we like this show so much. Like every single person gets humble at some point. Like yeah. no yeah. character is untouched, you know. <laughs> Even the so-called untouchables, like you, you know, it was Ruby's yeah. vagina. Like <laughs> even this Ruby this season, just very like everyone really had to get vulnerable. Absolutely. Okay, I just think it's hilarious. I want the viewers to know at home right now that Dondre's dog Milo is in his lap, and mm-hmm. our cat Vinny is in Jeff's lap. So. This recording has a lot of heads on the line. <laughs> yeah, the microphone too. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So yeah, so let's get into Eric in season three. So off of that, I just wanted to like, you know, continue our discussion of how Eric is just such a joyful and funny and 
this lovely character. I feel like Eric ends up being the the character who ends up getting memed the most and stuff. Like he's just like the star of the show, even though he's not technically the star of the show. You know, like I just love that he's like such a, a scene stealer. And I feel like every season he gives us at least one iconic line, a reaction gif, like the wash your hands, you dirty pig line from the second season. Me and Jeff have fan art of that moment in our bathroom. It was also your birthday card to me. <laughs> yes, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, like, iconic line. And then I feel like this season we got that, like, amazing reaction. I see this reaction video used all the time on the internet. And it's, like, when Otis didn't say I love you too back to Ruby. And he's, like, oh, no. <laughs> he's, like, is that bad? And he's, like, very, very, very bad. Very bad. Very, very bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's just useful in so many situations and i just feel like we needed to shout out how like iconic he always is i'm also just like it was thought it was hilarious that eric telling adam about ruby and otis is what ended up making like their secret get out like he's just such a like he's just so funny he's a good catalyst character yeah like, <laughs> like always going through shit and then boom, Eric will come make it funnier, but also juice it up. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. They're just, yeah, they're such good compliments to each other. And so, yeah, that's actually what I wanted to talk about first, because, you know, like Dantra said at the top of the podcast, we're the Otis to each other's Eric and vice versa. So shouts out to Otis and Eric's friendship and just how solid it was this season, because honestly, I feel like they had, like, defining conflict early in the series, and then like working through the conflict made their friendship stronger and it's just kind of been like that ever since and i i buy it yeah cool. absolutely. yeah if anything's gonna stay the same i believe that those two would stay the same yeah exactly even despite the ups and downs like they have a good rapport enough to be able to work through it so some just shouting out some eric and otis moments from season three when eric tell and we'll get more into some of the adam of it all after we talk about this but after eric tells otis he's gonna go all the way with adam they like have that hilarious scene where they're like dancing up the stairs together like in sync like celebrating which there's been a lot of parallels of them being really excited about the others like romantic relationship progressing or whatever and then they have like a very like teenage huge reaction and i just love it every time it's so different from boys although maybe since we're not in high school anymore gen z is changing things but to see boys actually have in-depth conversations about the other, you know, it's just, it, it is really refreshing to see. And then they have their little double date with their new bows, which I thought was a really cute scene, even if I'm not, like, you know, insanely invested in the ships themselves. I thought the dynamic of, like, Eric, Adam, Otis, and Ruby, like, having a double date at, like, a bowling alley was pretty fucking cute. And... <laughs> It was hilarious when Ruby and Adam, like, bonded over the Kardashians. <laughs> <laughs> but I just, I love that even though they're both, they were both this season kind of dating unconventional people for them, like, not the people that anyone would have seen them being with, that they were still supportive of each other and, like, trying for each other to like the other's partner, even <laughs> if it wasn't always easy. You know, both are very unlikable. <laughs> yeah, like inherently unlikable characters. Ruby and Otis have a lot of shippers now, so I can see that now. I yeah. feel like I, at, 
the end of it, I ended up liking Ruby. But at first, I was like, what are they doing here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was a journey. It was definitely a journey. And so then there's, oh, there was a cute moment I wanted to shout out in the fourth episode of the season where Eric gives Otis some good advice about how he should talk to Ruby about something, which, like, I love when the advice in this show is communicate with your partner because, like, that's usually the answer. And then they just, like, throw their arms around each other as they walk into school. And it's just, like, such a cute little friendship moment. Yeah. <laughs> and then, oh, yeah, and something during the open day assembly like jackson recruits otis and and eric to be on the switchboard during their like act of rebellion and they are really cute during that scene too and during that fuck the pain away song that everyone's like dancing to they go hard (laughs) what a moment in tv history That song gets stuck in my head. Like when I rewatched this season for the podcast and I watched that episode, I definitely got that song stuck in my head for like two days. I wonder how the do the writers write those songs for like what what is the process? I need to know. That's so intriguing to me. Oh my god, it's so good. And and I love how like that one teacher, what's his fucking name? The like band teacher. He's like so in on it. He's always in on like whatever song it is, and he's like, This rocks. He, this season, he always made me laugh, but this season, he was really just so funny. (laughs) So, so funny. Yeah, I think British TV is really good at making the teachers funny. I feel like Mm -hmm. American TV is more likely to make the teachers either, like, you know, the Mr. Feeny, like, mentor type, or the just, like, an asshole. (laughs) Or, as recently, with the new Hulu one, uh, teacher, they make them the kids lover. <laughs> oh, Jesus, yeah. Or they just make them a pedophile. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, I do appreciate true. that about about British teen shows. But I feel like some of the teachers in Skins were kind of, like, funny sometimes, or they would do, like, ridiculous things. Like, like I feel like making fun of the adults is, like, a big British teen drama thing in a way that it's... Yeah, I mean, even with them, when they had left Otis behind, like, the interaction between the two teachers, that was very interesting, because it was, like, you get to see even the teachers be vulnerable at one point, like, oh, shit, yeah. the kid behind. So that was really, really cool. That was really funny. They left the kid, yeah. And then, like, the final, and I feel like the one, the pivotal friendship moment for Eric and Otis this season was in the last episode of the season when Jean is in the hospital and they're getting something from the vending machine. And, like, first of all, Eric says, thank you, sugar daddy, when Otis is getting him a Kit Kat, which is, like, <laughs> so funny. <laughs> Why would he say that? Then the Kit Kat like doesn't come out of the machine and Otis like you know super like worried that his mom is in peril and they left things in like a bad way before this as well he starts like shaking the vending machine and crying and Eric just gives him like a hug and he you know he starts being like she can't die and it's like it's very obvious it's not about the fucking Kit Kat and he's comforting him and then that one asshole is like will you be long I want to get a packet of hula hoops And Eric literally goes the fuck off and it's so good. He's like, excuse me, can you not see that we're very upset here? Like, get out of here now, nonsense. Like (laughs) This is a ride or die moment. This is really one of those moments where you just see that Eric is really shows up, just always shows up, even when it's not easy to, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, he totally just dropped everything to be at the hospital of Otis. And if I remember it was pretty soon after he had gotten back from Nigeria too, right? Yeah, I think so. Because, yeah, everything happened. I feel like everything happened on a pretty short timeline this season. Yeah. Like, that trip was very defining because, like, a lot of things happened in France and a lot of things happened in Nigeria and everyone was, like, in one place or the other. 
Yeah. 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 No, it was definitely an interesting season. The... I never know where they're going to go. <laughs> I, oh yeah. We can talk about that when we get to the end. I have no idea where the fuck they're going. I'm very curious to see what season four will bring. Especially with Maeve leaving. I'm like, what does that mean? And I'm like, are you going to have Americans or are you going to time jump? Like, I, oh, you know? No, I don't know if I want to see Maeve in America. <laughs> I know, right? Oh my God. We were literally saying the podcast that we did earlier in the season about the Amy plot line. Kelly was saying, don't stay in Britain for a boy but do stay for the NHS she was like why are you coming here this broke ass country with no health care you know like stay where stay where you can have some health care and free like university and shit right. that's <laughs> but, right? but yeah so I feel like Eric's journey very much centered around Adam this season there, obviously, when, once we get to Nigeria, it's much more about him. But I feel like the entire plotline is like bookended by like his relationship with Adam and what his relationship with Adam is like. I guess the compromises it forces him to make. I guess which about, I think is yeah. common, you know, when yeah. you're with your first gay relationship, you just kind of unlike straight people, you just you don't get the normal experience of having a pool of people to pull from and so yeah. you just end up with whatever is around only to figure out that it doesn't serve you at all <laughs> so i thought that was really really well done because i feel like i don't think we've actually seen that before it's like usually you have like your love simons where they're on mm. a carousel and some dumb shit like that or whatever but like for most gay teenagers it's just hey how are you how big is your dick <laughs> you know and then you just <laughs> kind of take it from there <laughs> <laughs> So, it just, you know, it, it was really cool to see Eric learn his limits with Adam, but then go to Nigeria and see, like, the gay he could be, you know? Absolutely. So we're going to we're gonna trace that journey. So when we start season three, it's like, I think it's like the beginning of a new, it's in the beginning of a new school year, right? Like, there's, yeah. like there was a summer, so they're kind of, like, montaging, like, what's going on with everyone. That seems to be their MO for each season, just to stop yeah. at the top of the new year. Yeah, and especially this year with there being a new principal, it was, like, or headmaster or whatever the fuck. Oh, my God, she played um, her role, too. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and so in the opening sex montage, if you will, we see Eric and Adam making out and taking off each other's clothes. So, you know, still going strong. And then Eric and Otis are having one of their classic bike riding scenes where they're on their way to school and Eric is like critiquing Otis's shitty facial hair that he had grown over the summer and Otis is like well you spent all summer having sex with your boyfriend and Eric corrects because they're not having sex sex they're just doing hand jobs and stuff and of course Otis being Otis is like hand jobs with sex and if virginity is a construct <laughs> but Eric is like I know I know I want to go all the way though like you know we both know what we're talking about here like <laughs> Right. <laughs> and Otis once again warns that Eric needs to be careful with Adam, which he's not wrong. Nope. <laughs> like TBH. Like <laughs> But so yeah, once you get to once we get to school, like people are like openly talking shit about Adam because he very publicly basically came out to everybody at the sex musical <laughs> at the end of the school year. So people are saying that he's gay now, which, you know, he's bisexual, so not really, but <laughs> right. Anyway, that's where we're gonna we're gonna start watching clips. We're gonna see the way that Adam is reacting to people, you know, making fun of him and how Eric responds to his reaction is very important and sets the tone for this relationship is gonna be like oh my god, that facial hair is 
really bad. <laughs> I like forget. <laughs> I'll do the test good. You got a problem? No, no, Adam. Uh, sorry, Adam. <laughs> What are you doing? They were talking about me. But that doesn't mean that you can hurt people, Adam. No, uh, I can't do this again. What are you all looking at? Oh, yeah. I mean, considering that, like, their relationship actually started with him be bullying Eric. <laughs> Of course, that would be like a little, little triggering. Yeah. <laughs> Especially since now he's kind of gotten to the other side of it, you know, and yeah, he's been able to crack Adam and get into that emotional part of it. So it just pulls him right back. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. That's a good point. Seems like they've had like a blissful summer of like honeymoon period where they didn't have to deal with anyone else or how anyone else feels about their relationship. And it now they're easy, yeah. Yeah, now it's the first day of school and they actually have to be confronted with like, you know, and like if they've been acting all coupley all summer, of course, Eric is going to come up behind him, give him a hug like he did in that scene and be like, how was the test? You know, like, but Adam is starting to realize what the reality of like being in a relationship with a guy in public is when you're in school. Hello, exactly. exactly. They haven't even gone to the damn building yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Vinny, can you not against the mic? The first day of school happens and Eric ends up leaving Adam, like, behind. And they don't, like, leave together. Ala and Adam have their friendship. So that's who Adam's up talking to, which is probably a good move. Like, you have, like, exactly one friend. You should talk to them. <laughs> <laughs> and she tells him that he should tell Eric how he feels. And we're going to watch them have, like, their makeup moment. And I feel like it is... Kind of a step along the way for Adam, I guess. <laughs> Eye roll. Yeah, like hurry up. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's just like so much of Eric's journey becomes Adam's journey, and I feel like he's just just like him figuring out that's not sustainable, you know? Yeah. yeah. I don't like it when I hurt people. Didn't do. I don't know why I do. I just get so. Angry, but I want to change. Okay. You were puffed on that girl. <laughs> yeah, I'm a bit of a puffed now. Is that right with you? Yeah, mate. I think it's cool. Yeah. Congrats, dude. You don't need to congratulate someone on being gay, dog. <laughs> of course, they have to give the Raheem reaction. Of course. <laughs> I don't like Raheem. I want to, but I don't like Raheem. <laughs> I guess in some way that was him accepting that he's in the public eye as a, you know bisexual man in a relationship with a man like i don't know <laughs> yeah uh, small steps i guess 
Exactly. And I don't know. I think it's really weird to be like that guy who's like, oh, I'm going to call someone a puffer, but then be like, oh, it's cool. It's like, cool. shut the fuck up. Shut yeah. the fuck up. Like, well, that's the typical homophobe response. They just, I feel like a lot of straight people will just pick on you to see how far you let it go. Mm. <laughs> and so I thought that was pretty accurate because even just thinking about my own childhood traumas, like I feel like they get power when you kind of just get nervous, you mm. know? You will get a lot farther and you will gain more strength and empower yourself by just being like, yeah, what else you got, you know? And yeah. so I thought that was, you know, even though I'm over Adam's journey, I do think that response showed growth because it looked what it did as opposed to shoving someone on the ground and then... It just gives them more fuel to add to your fire. Right. And for Eric, he's obviously very happy with this development. He clearly, I Eric, I know, Eric clearly just wants to have, like, a cute, fun relationship. You know, like, he just wants to be in a relationship and go, you know, as we'll talk about later, go to go to clubs, like, dance. He wants to experience what he hasn't experienced yet. Exactly. And he, yeah, he wants to be able to walk through the halls holding hands with his boyfriend, too, you know? Like, he's ready um, for the next chapter of his gay journey, yeah. Yep. So at least, very least, he's getting the holding hands with his boyfriend in the halls part of this. <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the, the happiness doesn't last long. And so we are going to watch what I think is probably their cutest scene. And like, you know, the rise, the fall, it happens very quickly. <laughs> um, <laughs> where Eric is doing Adam's makeup and they talk about whether they are ready to have sex and stuff then the drawback of that is that it's very clear from the way that they interact with maureen in this scene that she does not know that eric and adam are dating and thinks they're just friends in so, contrast to eric's family exactly <laughs> who, have, who have come up to adam said hello adam like did the full introduction <laughs> and like right at the beginning of their relationship too so that's right. like the, that's like a precedent that's been set you would think that you would maybe yeah so that's not a big thing <laughs> for sure for but also thinking about it eric eric's queerness like he wears it on him it's yes. so loud versus adam's is much more quiet people didn't expect it so adam has by straight passing and also by notoriously having the biggest dick on campus like <laughs> he has True. to like do more steps than eric would so i'll give yeah. him that i'll give him that <laughs> look at you giving him things <laughs> All right, so we're going to watch this scene with the makeup, and I feel like this is kind of a, you know, it's a pivotal moment because they do agree that they're going to go forward and have sex, so. Which is, again, a very big step on his gay journey that Eric very, very clearly wants to get to. <laughs> Hello, Adam. Gorgeous. <laughs> go and take a look at yourself in the mirror. Right now, Adam, go and take a look in the mirror. I look quite pretty. Introducing Adamina from Wardell. You better give it today, Adamina. You better give it today, Adamina. Let's go. You better give it today, Adamina. I think we're going to ruin my makeup. You know, really, really, yes. <laughs> okay. If you can make your mind up, we'll never get started. Oh my God. <laughs> 
I do. What? Yeah, <laughs> you all right? <laughs> She's coming. Go. 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 She will go. Go now. Go. Please don't tell me. Is everything all right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we were just, um, we're doing karate, so. Oh. Yeah. Have fun. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, no. <laughs> You know your mum knows we're not just friends, right? Maybe you should tell her? Uh, yeah, I will. Just not yet. God. So, just want to do it? Oh, yeah. Eh? Okay, okay, so not tonight, but we're going to have sex, and I'm so excited. So excited. <laughs> A million times I've asked you. Yeah. That is so funny. <laughs> did, did no one have the conversation of top or bottom or verse? <laughs> okay, yeah. So that was one of the things I picked out of our first conversation is that you said on Anwar and Eric that they were both bottoms. Mm. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, so we're going into this assuming Eric is a bottom. But Adam is also going into this assuming he's a bottom. <laughs> yeah, very interesting. I mean, again, another nuance that has never been captured in my experience. Because I'm like, right. first of all, are you ready to even do that? What'd you eat that day? <laughs> Secondly, mm. like, it's so difficult because it's hard enough to find someone to fall in love with. Then they're not the same or they're not the opposite position to be able to make the conventional love happen. So it's just... Mm. I love sex education for that. It just, they just, they break down the steps so that it, nothing is assumed. Yep. And yeah, and they had already kind of, you know, explored the anal douching situation with Anwar and, and his boyfriend, Nick. So mm -hmm. I don't know if maybe they didn't want to like repeat that exact storyline again, but that didn't right. come up in this storyline. Like I, I'm realizing now that you said it, <laughs> which like it feels like it should because that's like the step they're trying to take. Right. Yeah. I mean, I guess it would have been a little repetitive. Maybe yeah. Eric already knows from when Raheem gave him that, that, you know, tutorial on the, on the, the chalkboard about the, the douching. He's ready My to go. My fear is that was Eric cleaning himself out every time before these hangouts just to not get anything <laughs> that is did he like not eat that day what a waste of time and uh, a lack of food <laughs> uh. yeah we have some questions we have some questions <laughs> but yeah so on top of the fact that they decided they're going to have sex and clearly have not considered the mechanics of it yet we also get the conversation about the fact that maureen is clearly sus about what's happening here, but has not been told either way what's happening. And it's clearly a respectful enough mom to just be like, I'm just going to wait for him to tell me. Right. I actually really love Maureen. She's a great character. Such a great character. Like, comes in such close first place with Jean for greatest mom on the show. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she has so much growth. And I we talked about her, her, her short conversation with Amy, where they talk about how they both are, like, going out to be on their own for the first time, since Amy's, like, a serial monogamist who's finally shaking that obviously and how it's scary to be on your own and yeah i just i love them <laughs> yeah i love that generation connection of like 
Marine's doing it, but also Amy's doing it, but also Amy's doing it after <laughs> dating Marine's son. Like it just yep. chef's kiss. Yep, yep. Chef's yep. kiss. So they are making a plan to go all the way. In the next scene, Eric comes to tell Otis that they're going to go all the way and they have their cute little dance. Before they do, Otis is immediately like, are you sure he's not going to jerk you around? Like, are you sure this is really going to happen? And then Eric is like, I'm excited. Like, be excited for me. Ask me follow-up questions, you know? And so like <laughs> Otis like complies and he's like, we're going to have a picnic and do it al fresco. Like, I think it's just a very, again, we talked about this in the first episode. This is a very classic, like, Eric Effion gets to have a scene that usually only white women get where it's like him yeah. putting together the perfect first time like scenario for himself and his partner, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I also think that I think like it's a common gay thing because like because we don't get to experience so much, so much happens in our heads. And so <laughs> I feel like a lot of gay people sometimes can be very like OCD because we just like we plan it out so perfectly in our head because we don't get to actually experience it. But then when we experience it, it has a whole different outcome because, you know, a fantasy of fantasy, you know? Yeah, totally. And I feel like Eric is just has like a total, like, I don't know, cottage core, like, <laughs> like <laughs> English countryside. We're going to, you know, do it in this pretty field on a, on a blanket, like fantasy going on. <laughs> the whole time Adam's not even ready. Mm. Mm -hmm. so yeah that transitions perfectly we're gonna we're gonna watch their picnic we're gonna watch them try to have sex and yeah it doesn't go as planned you can plan and plan as much as you want but if your partner's not ready it's not gonna happen just not ready more chris and sam and some more chris i panicked are we here to have dinner i don't know that's what they do in films it's supposed to be romantic <laughs> i think i'm a bit scared you don't want to anymore. No, 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 no. I do. I really do. It's just I, I'm worried that I, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know either. Don't worry, I do school for school. Uh, there you go. What's wrong? I, uh, I don't. I just, this isn't what I want. I, you don't want to have sex with me. Otis was right. Otis, what do you mean? You said that you would change your mind, that you weren't comfortable with yourself yet, and that this would all be a bit too gay for you. Look, I understand that you're not ready to tell your mum, but if you're not all in, then I can't be with you. Well, say something. It's just, I don't, this, this isn't what I want. Finish the damn sentence. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Please, get off. Get off. <laughs> Ridiculous, young man. <laughs> oh my god he's wearing such a good outfit I know. <laughs> so that was a fail i wonder how much of that is him being locked into this big dick man on campus that it almost would like you know emasculate him to admit to being a bottom because i feel like whenever in regards to sex whoever's being penetrated is 
deemed as lesser for whatever reason. Yeah, um, it's another classic patriarchy gets the men to situation, I feel like. <laughs> exactly. And I'm like, God didn't make our prostates the best point of stimulation for no reason. Might as well just admit it. True, 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 true. <sighs> it's just sad how, I don't know, people feel shame around pleasure. It just, uh, just... I know, which this show does a great job of trying to combat. Um, exactly. Yeah, but it's so true. And the visual of like, as soon as like the condoms and lube come out is when he's like, I can't do this. It's very like, yeah, striking, I feel like. Yep. Like it just got real. Like. <laughs> yep. But still can't form the words to, you know, even though, uh, just talk. <laughs> I know, it's so frustrating to watch because it's like he just like can't get words out. Like, yeah. He literally cannot, uh, Eric, go to Nigeria, go to Nigeria. <laughs> We're almost there. We're almost there. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, so Eric storms off, which is like, you know, he had, you know, I mean, answering our question, he had at very, the very least that day douched. We don't know if this has been a common occurrence. And he had the whole, even if he didn't, you know, maybe freaked out and brought too many crisps, he had his little picnic ready to go. He had his blanket, like he had lube and condoms. He was ready to go. He was ready. Um, but he's extremely disappointed, clearly. And yeah, I mean, it probably just like turned the knife even more to know that Otis thought this was going to happen, obviously. But Otis is him. He's, he's getting good at his craft. He, he can read these people and he, he knows what they're doing. He's but James so, Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and so then Adam actually comes to talk to Otis after the failed sex attempt. And Otis, being Otis, is like, you should talk to Eric, actually. <laughs> so this is the last scene we're going to watch before we get to go to Nigeria. And then, you know, we'll have lots to watch. But... Ooh. Adam is going to do his classic move of throwing rocks at Eric's window, which, again, it's getting a little old, you know? Literally use your words, please. Plus, like, I mean, I know it's, like, the whole idea is that it's late at night, so he shouldn't be, like, at the front door or whatever, but it's, like, you literally know his family. Like, you could knock on the front door during normal hours like a normal human being. <laughs> it's that high school social anxiety that manifests as rudeness and weirdness. <laughs> yeah, so true. So, yeah, we're going to see this conversation they have that's kind of, like, them... Finally, like really the conversation they should have just had, but instead they end up having it delayed because Adam can't get his fucking shit together. Right. <laughs> what do you want to talk to me about? I, uh, I, I've... Adam, it's late. I'm sorry. I want to tell you how I feel, but I don't want you to look at me. Okay. All right, so they're back to back now. I don't want to have sex with you. I want you to have sex with me. I don't understand what you're saying, Adam. I want you to put your dick in me. Thank you. That's how I would like to do it. Can you turn around, please? I would love to put my dick in you. <laughs> like, I love how they go on the Jesus <laughs> on his wall. Zooming in on that. It's <laughs> definitely a repeat song. Like, I remember us watching a clip within it in a previous episode. Yeah. Your 
Did Adam douche? That's the real question. Ooh, true. <laughs> he has to work. Yes, I know. He works very hard. Sneaking Adam out. Come in here. Your grandma's on the phone. Come in. <laughs> Yes, I know. Who's got it? Your cousin Shoku is getting married. Uh -huh. Your grandmother wants us all to go to Nigeria for the wedding. Oh, school. You'll only be gone a week. Okay, okay. Remember, she doesn't know anything about Adam. She's too frail for that. Hello, Grandma. How are you? Yeah, I mean, that really, I think it's a really interesting transition to go from like him finally having the, you know, the sexual experience he wanted to have with his, you know, white British boyfriend to then like the concept of going to Nigeria comes creeping in. Before you take any more steps backwards, here's Nigeria. <laughs> <laughs> Before you actually start to fall too hard for this thing and settle for less, here's Nigeria. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. And he's like, I think it's important to note how excited Eric is at the concept of getting to go. I mean, do we do we think that he's been before, maybe was really young, or I, I don't think he's been as his fully realized been. self. Right. That's that's what I'm thinking too. Yeah, it's so clear how well his mom like knows her son that she that she feels like she has to say like turn it down a bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so we don't completely skip over it. So yeah, so they did finally have the conversation they were supposed to have in a, in the field. Like, like you said while we were watching it, finally. Well, hats off to him. I mean, it would have been easier to walk away, to give up on Eric, to, you know, not have to deal with being bullied anymore, being judged mm -hmm. for it. Like, it would have been easier. So I do love that they have him work through it, so... Yes. I mean, I definitely think that, like, as far as, like, the different actors' experiences go, that, like, Adam's, the actor who plays Adam, like, has some of the, like, the most, like, intense arc from start to finish. Yeah, like, from the like, boarding you know, school era. Yeah. Like, even, I forgot that the first scene of the whole entire show is with him and Amy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. And him, yeah. like, faking an orgasm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he really has had quite a, a journey, even if he's not necessarily my fave. Right. I guess that it's probably going to make things hurt even more from Adam's perspective that they did end up like having sex, you know? Because that's where we, we like assume they had sex. Like, that's implied, right? In Nigeria? No, not in Nigeria. I mean, like Adam and Eric. Like, oh, yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah, I yeah. guess we are assuming that. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a safe assumption. I think it's safe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no. I just, I think that like what happens in Nigeria, even if it isn't going all the way, is probably more hurtful for the fact that they finally got to the step that they had been like moving toward. And thought but... that their bad days were behind them. And then, Right. Yeah. Not that I, yeah, not that I'm like shipping it or anything. But, no, just um... POV, POV. <laughs> yes, exactly. So anyway, so that's like the introduction that Nigeria is going to happen. And so then on their double date in the next episode with Ruby and Otis, um, everyone's talking about the France trip, which overlaps with the Nigeria like trip. So therefore, uh, Eric won't be going on the France trip. And so it comes up and Eric says he's going to Nigeria. And Ruby asks if it's illegal to be gay there. And Eric is like, yes, but no one there knows, you know, who I who I am. And later, 
learning this information, Adam says he doesn't think Eric should go to Nigeria because it's dangerous. And Eric says it's dangerous to be gay everywhere in response, which he would know, obviously, since he has literally been assaulted. Um, Not the bully saying... Don't go to Nigeria because you're gay because they're going to bully you when the whole relationship started off like that. Like, I should cut off my whole culture, but I should accept the fact that you bullied me and I still somehow fell in love with you. Like, some nerve. That's so true. I hadn't even thought about it like that. Yeah, that is. mm, Yep, you said it. (laughs) And so, like, then the other thing is that they kind of get into a fight because Raheem wants his stuff back. And Adam's upset that Eric has kept Raheem's stuff, which is like, you know, poems and like, you know, books that he gave him because Raheem's like, you know, French romance man. (laughs) 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 And Raheem's obviously being really petty about it and like talking to him about it when like Adam is nearby. So like, you know, definitely creating conflict in their relationship. And then after the double date where they have had conflict both about Adam not thinking he should go to Nigeria and this Raheem situation. They walk in on Maureen making out with her lover because, you know, Maureen's just like living her damn life. Yes, Maureen. Yes. (laughs) Eric is introduced to the lover as a friend and Eric leaves and is very purposefully like by mate in Adam's face. Yeah. Like I said, five steps backwards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's like them having this, like, finally having sex, going all the way, whatever they thought it was going to do for their relationship. It didn't put any sort of, like, sound like a, you know, if anything, maybe a band-aid, a temporary band-aid, but, like, it's not fixing some of their core problems here. Because even though he's admitted it to himself, which was clearly very hard, yeah. it doesn't mean he's tackled the public perception of who he is yet. Totally. Then in the next episode, the fourth episode of the third season, they have another fight about Raheem. So again, like things are turbulent. Like we we literally predicted it. We were like, things are going to be turbulent. And it's just like, it literally <laughs> is turbulent. After Eric does return the things, he says like I to, to Adam, I think it will be good for us to get some space while I'm in Nigeria. And Adam is very defensive. He's like, you want to get away from me? And he's like, Adam, you're so defensive. And he's like, no, you just said you want to get away from me. How am I supposed to feel? And uh, Eric's like, I don't have the energy to fight. He's like, fine, then don't then. So later, Eric is dancing in the mirror and he's packing his clothes for his trip excitedly. And yet again, Adam throws a rock at his window and he comes down and he meets him outside. And Eric says, I just wish you wouldn't get jealous. I chose you. But she did very publicly choose him. So that is very clear. And then Adam just says, I don't want us to have space because I love you. And then Eric says, I love you too. And that's sort of their making up scene. This is like dating a three-year-old. This is so draining. (laughs) (laughs) Like Eric has been all in the whole entire time. He's never had any wavering feelings like it's always been just waiting on adam and now that adam is finally it's like he can't even recognize a healthy relationship it has to be from complete avoidance to codependency like there's no in between totally i mean i guess obviously his parents were not a good model at all right but yeah it's not good He can't even, like, act out a healthy relationship. <laughs> exactly. So now we get to what I would say is probably, like, the main event of the season, which is Eric being in Nigeria. So in the fifth episode of the season, which is mainly centered around the rest of the school in France, Eric leaves for his trip. 
And his mom tells him that he has to change out of his colorful tracksuit. And she says, you don't want to draw attention to yourself in Nigeria. Dangerous for you. It's not like here. And he's like, what do you mean for me, mom? And she's like, you know what I mean. Go and change. Like, (laughs) so Eric looks really sad. He puts on a bunch of his clothes away and zips up like a much plainer denim outfit. And he smiles down at a photo of Eric and Adam and decides to pack it. And so then Eric also texts Adam asking how the trip went, because like the France trip is much shorter than than their Nigeria trip. He's like, not so bad. How are you? And Eric says, I'm here. And so then you flash to Eric and he's in a car in Nigeria, looking out the window super excitedly. They get out of the car to like so many cheers from like a ton of family members. Everyone's embracing and Adam texts, I miss you. And Eric like types for a while, then it disappears because he's clearly like swamped with being around all of his family. And so that's Eric arriving in Nigeria. And then in the sixth episode, which is the episode centered around Eric being in Nigeria, the first shot is Eric eating breakfast, looking like he's having an orgasmic experience. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> they give gifts to the relatives since they're, you know, obviously in from out of town. And then they're all like, oh, their friends are going to be jealous. And grandma says she's always boasting about her son-in-law, the successful accountant in England. And so one of Eric's sisters is immediately like, that's a line to Eric, like quietly. And they find out there's someone named Amika, who is Eric's mom, hasn't seen in years, who is clearly her ex-lover. They were engaged. So there's a lot of secrets and lies coming out immediately. Roll the footage. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, so we're going to start with Eric getting ready for the wedding. And I think we discussed this a little bit last season, how like Eric dressing as colorfully as he does makes sense on two levels, that he's both Nigerian and gay as hell. Mm -hmm. And I feel like those two things really collide in this scene. (laughs) Yeah, the vibrance in each other. Yes, (laughs) yes. Oh, yeah, Eric texts Otis that Nigeria is lit. <laughs> I like your moves. Thank you. Yeah. Let me fix your shopping. Ah, what is this called, Mom? The senator. Hey. Do you like it? Yes, it is camp as hell. <laughs> The grandma might hear. Um, who is this Emeka guy? <laughs> it was a long time ago. We were silly teenagers. Mm, okay. And why did you not get married? I met your father. Okay, you met my father in the war. You look lovely. Thanks, <laughs> <Hey>, mommy. <laughs> If I could add some cold eyeshadow, I'd look even better. I'm serious, Eric. Not here. I see you outside. Mm. Rubbish. <laughs> He's such a teenager about it. I love it. I know. <laughs> like just like this is trash. I should be able to wear gold eyeshadow. <laughs> they really just nailed it. <laughs> Like, I, that you can be accepted over here, but not over there, you know? Mm-hmm. But Eric, just born free as a Gen Z baby, is just ready to be who he is everywhere at any point in time. I love it. Yeah. And we definitely, like, 
watched him grow into that you know i feel like he wasn't as confident in it at the beginning of the series and so for such a confident version of himself to then be confronted with the reality of being gay in nigeria it's definitely hard yeah. because he's uh, he doesn't want to regress you know mm -hmm. or feel like he's regressing even if it's what he has to do to survive you know i mean it's already bad that he's dating adam how much more should he <laughs> yeah right <laughs> should he have uh, to getting ready for the wedding he looks great and i also just do love that even that like even though his mom his mom is clearly like clearly acting out of fear you know like she a fear of what would happen if he did do all the things he would do at home but i do like their scenes because it's so clear how much she does love him for who he really is all the way through right you know like she walks in on him like you know dancing around in his outfit and she's like immediately excited about it you know like i don't know yeah. it is very clear that she loves the eric who would wear gold eyeshadow if he could you know <laughs> yeah that's true that's very true and but probably yeah. her own fears you know based off of her own experience with Emeka, probably mm. Has a role in the ways in which she tries to protect her her kids, you know. Totally, she probably has more secrets than even get revealed in right this, uh, exactly. in this episode. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and so then to get back a little bit to the atom of it all, he texts, "How's your family?" And Eric says, "It's amazing here, so much food." And then later, they're taking family pictures, and somebody asks when Eric's going to get married. And his mom's like, he's 17. And of course, the grandmother's like, people getting married older, I guess old as they do now is wrong or whatever, which is like hilarious. Oh, and yeah. and his mom tries to just like, you know, be like, pass it off and be like, Eric doesn't have time for girlfriends. He's too busy working on his schoolwork. Let's, let's make this conversation go away. <laughs> like... <laughs> And the photographer rolls his eyes. And the photographer we know is a man named Oba. And he asks why Eric isn't smiling. He's like, you're ruining the family picture. So Eric smiles. That's like their first interaction. And obviously he's going to be a very important character to this arc. So we're going to watch Eric at the wedding and just sort of interacting with his aunt, watching his mom flirt with Mecca. And we'll see how he feels about all of this. And then, and then we'll introduce the photographer. <laughs> more <laughs> also of course since i'm like planning a wedding right now my first thought was like this looks expensive <laughs> Eric, you. how do you think of the wedding <laughs> it's good it's good you know i think i don't know i've not been to many uh, you will go to more <laughs> See a maker. Mommy was heartbroken when Beatrice didn't marry him. Why? Hmm. Family is good. Very wealthy. Ah, he would have given your mother the world. Uh, what about my dad? Your father. Uh huh. <laughs> he was a very local guy, yo. So good. You see, Tony didn't even think he had any prospect. Wow, wow. But he's proven us all wrong. And he has made a name for himself in England. Ah! He barely gave me any shoes. He's off. <laughs> Yes. 
Eric does not like this, his mom flirting with this other guy. It's not fair that she gets to go live her little truth mm. while his is being suppressed. Yeah. And meanwhile, Adam is not responding to his text about how school is. So, like, you know, he could theoretically fall back on, oh, well, I have a boyfriend at home that I could talk to. And he's not answering. So... Another thing that pushes him not to settle. <laughs> exactly. But I also think that he seems to feel very betrayed by the fact that his dad is only, like, the only reason they approve of his dad is based on a lie. Yeah. That does seem to bother him. And I mean, him and his dad have a pretty decent relationship, so that makes sense. <laughs> I wonder why they didn't have him in it this season. I wonder what I the, know. the thought behind that was. I'm like, is that actor not available or something? Because it just no. it seems like a weird absence. Does, yeah. But I guess they needed, I mean, even if he didn't come to Nigeria, he could have had, like, work or something. But, like, to just right. not have him at all, it's very interesting. Yeah. I don't know. It, it's interesting seeing him, like, interact with his aunt and have to, like, you know, be quote-unquote straight, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> While also getting all the family dirt. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> but, yeah, I think that he starts to feel like he belongs a little more once he starts talking to Oba. So we're gonna we're gonna watch him interact with him and like you know obviously he sees him as like a photographer like oh you're the wedding photographer but as it turns out he's like a friend of the groom and you know I guess the groom's the groom's gay friend and uh, <laughs> yeah we'll see what happens. Uh... <laughs> the fact that he got a picture of that reaction. <laughs> Weddings are weird, right? Can you imagine dancing with a whole room of people looking at you? <laughs> I think I'd like it. <laughs> totally would. <laughs> My name's Oba. I'm Eric. You must get a lot of these then? Oh, no, not really. The groom is my close friend. Ah. I've always taken photographs as a hobby and he's a bit cheap. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, I feel happy for them, but also a bit sad. Because I know I'll never have this for myself. Do you know what I mean? Ah. I thought you weren't supposed to talk about that here. There are lots of people like us here. We just have to speak quietly. I'm going out after this if you want to meet them. Uh, no, no. I, uh, I don't think I can. Okay. Yeah, I mean, the way he's watching him walk away, he clearly wants to go. <laughs> Oba is, is his portal into his new self. It's it's less about Oba and more about the experience. Absolutely. And just like knowing that, like, yeah, like gay people do exist here and we have our we have our scene and we're alive and surviving and thriving. I feel like knowing that is important for him. <laughs> yeah, especially seeing how the reality that his mom has painted for him about not here, not here, where, you know, you don't do that here. But, like, mm-hmm. that's, like, how, even growing up, how realizing, because our part of New Jersey, at least from my experience, was just so hip-hop climate, 
Mm. You have to act like this. You have to do this. But then to grow up and realize that Whitney Houston and Queen Latifah, two queer icons, are also from our area of New Jersey. Absolutely. We're very, very queer. We're, you know, but people just extrapolate it (laughs) from their whole entire legacies because it's not convenient, you know? So Mm -hmm. I thought that was very, very cool. So yeah, Eric is like clearly caught between the two versions of Nigeria that he's been told, like the one that's like insanely dangerous and like the fear that's been instilled in him by his mom versus like this possibility that Oba's showing him that he could explore. Like the camera really stays on him for a long time after Oba walks away and you're like, he wants to go. He is really like... <laughs> he's ready. Yeah, we're going to watch him go and explore what what there is to see in, in the, the gay side of Nigeria. Oh yeah, more of his mom flirting. Girl, your children are in the room. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Okay, so I thought we'd pause there. Yeah, that was a Um, moment. (laughs) Before we actually go into the club to talk about the interaction in the cab, because that felt important. (laughs) Yeah, that was such a good nuance to capture. Because, I mean, Oba did say they're there, they just speak quietly, which is still really different for Eric, because in England, he is loud. (laughs) Yes. He's very, very loud. He's very unapologetic, so... It's just interesting to see that even now that he's about to enter his his space with his people, he still has to approach it in a very calculated way. Yeah, it's just, I mean, obviously, like I always say that people should go and watch everything we talk about, but yes. this is a very, very visual scene that is like, just like so well done. Like there's so much unsaid between the three people in that car. <laughs> mm-hmm. Also, I thought that was so interesting how Oba literally publicly touches Eric. <laughs> yeah. That but, definitely definitely sent a signal that like, I feel like is why Eric acted the way he did in the yeah, catalog. Yeah. Yeah. Like there was a physical element to it, which is like huge, but then in the car in the presence of another man, then it gets it has to change. Yep. <laughs> you know, that was really cool nuance that they captured there right all the all the calculations that they constantly have to make and Mm -hmm. uh, the level that they're allowed to act at given the situation yeah so yeah so we're gonna we're gonna see them go into the the club though and i think that like his interaction at in the cab kind of freaks eric out and he almost tries to back out again but yeah it doesn't he doesn't feel safe like you know oba approached him twice you know, the first time he said no, even the second time he said no, and then there was that physical element that made Eric feel comfortable. So he like kind of pulled Eric in just to push him away. And then of course he'd be scared because now he's not at the wedding. He's in the middle of Legos. Yeah. Anything could happen to him. And he's been lured in <laughs> just to not be used to the same comfort that even Otis gives him back at home, you know? Yep. Yep. He's used to you know, this season specifically, we've seen Otis and Eric hug he's tried to hug adam like 
that's his love language. Totally. <laughs> and so for it to be, you know, switched up on him like that would be very triggering. Yeah. Yeah, totally. You know, I feel like that all definitely starts to fade away once he gets into the club and you immediately see like same sex couples, both lesbians and gay men, like making out, dancing together real close, like having a great time. Everyone's dressed to the nines, you know. Yeah, we're going to we're going to see that. And we're at least out of it that we can actually translate to <laughs> to audio. A lot of it is really visual. But Eric dances with Oba. They end up making out on the dance floor. It's a whole good time. <laughs> Why are you running off to me? So I, I just don't know you that well, and I think I should probably go. What? We just got here. Where are you taking me? You'll see. No, sorry. Where did you go before? I was checking escape routes. Escape? I've got you. It's okay. You're going to love it. I promise. This small boy, eh? Yes. <laughs> England. Oh. <laughs> Hi! Oh my gosh, you look mm. incredible. Thank you. you get home okay fine <laughs> um did we yeah. oh so much to unpack <laughs> i really want to watch this episode again now <laughs> yeah right it's such a good one Ugh. i think my favorite moment is like when you just see him like standing in the middle of it all with like tears in his eyes like mm -hmm. oh my goodness what a so, powerful moment just so emotional especially since i mean he's been like the black funny comedic relief sidekick for so long even though totally. they give him they give him moments of his own autonomy but like to just remove him from england and just drop him, it almost reminded me of how i felt in high school you know where i would like be at columbia have my whole friend group of all white girls. <laughs> <laughs> but then I'd have like these very 
you know, I went to church in Newark. Yeah, <laughs> so, exactly. <laughs> so, and I had Jamaican parents. And so it just, I don't know. I love that you get to see so much more to him than what he is in very white England at Mordale, you know? Totally. So rewarding to see. And also it's going to color his queer experience in ways that he never would have been able to, or maybe would have taken longer for him to explore, maybe like in, in college or something, you know? Right. And so I, how much fruitful is he going to be now coming back to England now that he knows a whole other world of people who look like him and think like him and have the same sexual orientation as him? Like, just so cool. Just so, so cool. <laughs> Especially yeah. in, a, in a country like Nigeria, where we have this perception of like, you know, like Ruby said, it's illegal to be like that there, but it doesn't mean that we don't exist there, <laughs> you know? Exactly. So, amazing. Um, yeah. And I think it was just like something about, I mean, I just, other the costuming department, just 10 out of 10, like the, just all of the, like, just every outfit looked like a perfect intersection of being queer and Nigerian, you know, yes. like, yeah. like, yes, they did their research. <laughs> yes. And so that's why it felt so much like, like it really, like the visual felt what, like it matched what Eric said that it felt like he would come home because it just, it felt like he was surrounded by his people and you could like see that. Also, I think, I mean, clubs are usually dark, but I think it was so interesting how dark it is that, they could be themselves and no one can really see or be able to pass. Mm. Like the club is really a refuge for, for them, you know? Yeah. Cause they were just at a party with the same type of music. <laughs> exactly. You know, exactly. But they have to, you know, the contrast of the wedding being so bright and vibrant, but the club being so dark, I thought was very, very cool as well. Yes, absolutely. And so then, yeah, and then he, he does make out with Oba on the dance floor. He gets his dancing moment. And then he wakes up in bed the following morning with him. And obviously they clarify that they didn't have sex or anything, but they had a, a fun night. And <laughs> thankfully, Oba is going to help him get home because that was funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oba loves to pull his strings, which is also funny because I, that's what I think I was going to say. So much of Eric in England is him leading or trolling people. It was mm. really nice to see him get to take a seat back and be led for once, you know? Yeah, that's so true. The last scene we're going to watch from this episode is when he returns to, you know, his family's home and has a conversation with his mom, who's like, where the fuck were you? I just love the scenes between Eric and his mom. I think they're really well done. So. Mm -hmm. Where were you? <laughs> <laughs> I was out with Oba. He showed me some of Lagos. Why didn't you tell me? Well, you were too busy flirting with your ex-fiance. Eric! No, Mum, I was so excited to come back here, you know. And all we've done since arriving is lie. Why'd you tell everyone Dad is a successful accountant? Your dad is an accountant. At least he was when he lived here. N no, but he's not back home. So why don't you tell the truth? Are you ashamed of him or something? Not at all. But my mother didn't always approve of your father, so it's been easier to lie. Do you wish you married that Emeka guy instead of that? <laughs> no, that man is so vain. We were never the right fit. Not like your father. What do you mean? Being with your dad, I always felt at peace. I don't want to pretend, Mom. Not here or anywhere. I love that you're not afraid to be yourself, Eric. 
Maybe one day I get there too. Hmm? But it takes time. I'm sorry for scaring you, Mom. I make you something to eat. Hmm? Yeah, Oba wants a postcard from Eric's English village. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Adam is texting him. Tell him he must come and visit next time. I would tell him. Oh, Eric, mm. you let me know when you get yourself a girlfriend. Actually, mommy, mm -hmm. Eric is dating someone. I told him not to tell you until he knew it was serious. Uh -huh. What is she like? <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. They don't talk much, mm -hmm. but they really love dogs. Mm -hmm. And uh, they can be very kind. Mm. And they make me laugh <laughs> a lot. <laughs> and uh, I think you really like them. Laughter does wonders for the hearts. You sound like a good choice. Come on. <laughs> Enough of your promises. You say you're going to make it up to me. Ah, oh, tears, real tears, <laughs> just streaming all over my face for the listeners. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, that was such a good scene. Ah, uh, uh, the gender neutral language so that he wouldn't have to lie. Yes. Uh, <laughs> this is what we call TV. <laughs> <laughs> Poetic cinema. This is top tier writing right now. This is amazing, amazing, amazing. Because it shows growth for the mom that she sees that her son is ready to be himself and ready to live in his truth. And even though she's not ready, she gives him the space to then, you know, give that truth to his grandma in a way that feels authentic to him, you know? Exactly. And so even though she's not ready to completely live her truth, she can admire her son's boldness and and give him that space and that and then uh, amazing. Yeah, <laughs> they really did it. They topped themselves every season, man. This is amazing. Yeah. Oh, I I love it, and I love that that's a, that's like a parallel between conversation you have with his dad too, where they're his parents are seeing that he's like stronger than them, you know, and like yeah. they aspire to be like him in some ways, which is like you know, not every parent is big enough to actually see that, you know. <laughs> they usually kind of start and stop at the what will people think, like the fear yeah. of the public, and that's what my parents used to always be like. It wasn't even more so them being mad about me being gay. It was more so like what will people think yep. <laughs> like what shame will you bring upon us by revealing this about yourself you know and so yeah. i yeah they do a lot of amazing heartfelt reversals when it comes to the whole typical <laughs> black parent and black queer child dynamic yeah oh absolutely and then i love that the final scene that we get to see of eric in in you know nigeria is him just in the car like clearly like looking out the window like seeming very happy with 
and that piece with what his experience was like. like and what his, his, his heritage is. Yeah. You know? I know for me being Jamaican, like so much of it was feeling shame or just like a lack of connection with my beautiful country yeah. because of the way that they view this. And so for him to start off by going to Lagos excited, but then that quickly souring because of the way in which he has to pretend or withhold himself to then be able to leave being honest with Oba, getting to see the queer life that Nigeria has to offer, and being able to still share, you know, your love with your mm-hmm. grandparents. You yeah. know, it's just what a fulfilling experience and what a great way to reframe a country that's so typically homophobic, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Just, just um, really cool stuff. Love it. I feel like his mom saying that he she always felt at peace with his dad is kind of like foreshadowing that Eric doesn't necessarily feel at peace when he's with Adam. Boom. And yeah, <laughs> and that maybe that's not going to work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because, yeah, no, I mean, there has not been any peace in that relationship. Uh, no, just chaos, all chaos. Exactly. And I think that Nigeria has only underscored the problems they already had, like his experience there. So we're going to close out by talking about Eric and Adam after Nigeria and what the fallout ends up being of Eric's you know, life-changing experience, you know, I felt like he had like an epiphany, you know? Well, I mean, again, Eric's always been so much further ahead in his journey than Adam. Yes. <laughs> I feel like this vacation in Nigeria really severed all potential <laughs> ties or potential being on the same plane because yeah. I'm like, this is like, before this, this was not even Eric's ultimate form. And now that he has Nigeria, this is really not his ultimate form. Like he is really on his path to becoming large. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. Really living his full self, taking up as much space. Because now it's not just his, you know, his teenage England inclinations and confidence. Now it's like my people are like this too. I have examples of people... Mm-hmm. And Lagos who are like me and I have more inspiration to become even bigger and larger than life. So Adam, what you gonna do? Exactly. <laughs> how, how can you really meet me where I'm at? What can you add to this? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So we're gonna see that actually play out. So in the following episode after Nigeria, Maureen asks Adam, is your friend Eric back? And he just says, yes, bye. So that's just a confirmation that that still hasn't been told to Maureen. And so Eric and Adam greet each other and Eric tries to kiss him, but Adam pulls back because his mom's in the window. And then when they do kiss, Eric has a flashback to kissing Oba in Nigeria. And, you know, Adam's like, miss you. He's like, I miss you too. Nothing more you can say about that. He's comparing the two and it's not coming up good for Adam. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what else to say about that. (laughs) So we're just going to watch Eric and Adam hanging out after he's back. And Eric is kind of trying to apply what he has experienced in Nigeria to his life in England about, you know, wanting to go out more and like, you know, be with the queer community out and proud, you know, and Adam's reaction to that isn't great. And then on top of that, something moves Eric to tell Adam what happened. So this is going to be the whole shebang of of all that. I don't know if she's going to be ready for the competition. Probably done. Awesome. Well, I'm not invited. So you me? Well, yeah, you're the only one that I want now. I've been thinking that maybe we could try going out together. Maybe somewhere a little bit more gay. 
like a like a gay bar. <laughs> yeah. Or like um like a club or something. Mm. Get dressed up. Could be fun. Mm. Uh I don't think that would be my thing. You like it when I put makeup on you. Yeah, when we're in my room. I don't know if I'm ready to do that with in front of people. I like it when it's just you and me. <laughs> I have to tell you something. Like someone else. Nigeria. You what? It just happened. I'm, I'm so sorry, Adam. I need to go and feed Madam. Madam? I don't know. I think it's really interesting that he confesses after he like suggests it's almost like he's like i can save this relationship we can go to a club together and you know it'll be great you know and we can have i can have that experience but with adam and then adam kind of confirms that he can't <laughs> and, and he now that he's it. experienced it in nigeria he's not gonna give that up because adam doesn't want to do that because adam wants to keep him in his bedroom all the time like that experience was so affirming for him He's not going to turn back. <laughs> yeah. So I really do think it's the beginning of the end. And I, I think that Eric kind of knows it when he when he confesses. Like there's like kind of this expression on his face when he's about to say it. It's kind of like I'm about to blow everything up, but I have to, you know? Yeah. Well, he tested the waters and in normal Adam fashion, Adam quickly shut him down. So I, I really commend that's supposed to be the empath in Eric <laughs> because he saw how freeing that was for him. And he wants to give Adam that. But there's no point if Adam's not ready to receive it. Yep. So I'm just happy that he had the emotional intelligence to be able to say, just because you're not able to receive it doesn't mean that I don't deserve it. And I don't know, I think there are some people in uh, probably in the more toxic part of the, you know, I assume Twitter fandom. But I've seen people say that people are like, you know, like, don't like Eric now because he cheated on Adam or whatever. And I'm just like, really? Like, really? <laughs> But I mean, what was there to cheat on? <laughs> yeah, I mean that, and it's just like I don't know. He's it's not like not like somebody's fucking you know husband having an affair or something. It's like a very new teenage relationship that was not on strong legs to begin with. I don't know. Like it just, I just feel I, like when you're a teenager, yeah. you're exploring in a way that like I don't know. I feel like there's this we put this pressure on people who are developing to be able to perform perfect middle and just like, mm. you know, and I'm like, but at that point in time, the growth that comes from new experiences is way more important than practicing monogamy or practicing, you know, being committed to something when it's right. like at that point in your life, you're supposed to be experiencing and forming your taste and forming what you do and don't like. And in the long run, it's going to be better for Eric to explore those different things than to stay confined to what the little world that Adam keeps him in. Because yeah. what does that do for Eric if he stays with Adam throughout college, if he has his whole young adult life being Adam's boy? Like, what will Eric miss 
And so I'm like, if that means he has had to go cheat or quote unquote cheat to go honor himself and connect with his heritage, like it's so much more than just exactly he slept with someone. Like this is so that was a huge. He'll never forget that that trip to Nigeria. He'll never forget. Yeah, that. never. <laughs> so I mean, Adam could just be a little moment in time, but he's always gonna have that Nigerian experience to be like that was formative, hugely formative for me. So, I mean, yeah, it's so easy to be like, oh, he's a cheater, blah, 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 blah. But I'm like, I just think we need to reframe the idea of cheating. <laughs> I, just, yes. I just think it's, it's too black and white. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I mean, and I think that like the kind of fan culture we're talking about makes everything black and white, which is not useful yeah. for analysis. But I just figured I should say, like, I do not hate Eric. I do not think of him as like a cheater. Like, he's a fucking teenage kid. Maybe if, he, if this was like, you know, 20 years later and every relationship he's been in, he had cheated, then I would be like, okay, yep, that pattern started early and he is clearly a cheater. But like, <laughs> no, right. I don't but think that that's the situation we're in. <laughs> But the the conventional straight boy cheating on his uh, straight girlfriend mm-hmm. versus Eric falling in love with his bully. Yes. <laughs> the first openly, well, somewhat openly gay person who, you know, he met. He's really cheating himself mm, <laughs> from the, you know, the full self-realization of who he could be. That's who he would be cheating if he were not to do that. So I don't know. I just think that is the wrong way of looking at it. Agreed. Totally agreed. So after that conversation, Eric texts Adam, please talk to me. And Adam ignores him. And then the next episode happens and Jean's in the hospital. So Eric arrives to be with Otis and he's, you know, just there for him as we talked about a bit earlier. And then at some point in him being at the hospital, Adam replies, okay, to Eric's please talk to me text, which is a really weird response. Right. Like, where do we go from there? (laughs) Yeah. And so Otis, being a very good friend, says, is something up with you and Adam? Like, he can sense it. And Eric is like, it's not the time to talk about my relationship problems. Fucking Otis is like, no, please distract me with your relationship problems. So he talks about them and he tells them that he kissed someone else in Nigeria. And he says, I think it might be over. I wanted to tell you too. I just, I was so ashamed and didn't know how to. And so then Otis is like, do you want it to be over? And Eric is like, I don't know. I feel like a bad person. I don't even know why I did it. It made me feel free. And Otis confirms he's not a bad person, which is important i think the real question is is not if it's over the real question is did it ever really begin Ooh, <laughs> hot take like, like, <laughs> what is, is that a relationship was that a relationship basically eric dragging adam along to finally admit who he was like is that a relationship <laughs> Debatable. So meanwhile, back at home, Adam is telling his mom that he and his friend Eric had a fight. So again, just doubling down on why this is happening. And then comes the point when Jean is okay. It's become clear that she's okay. She's woken up. She's high on drugs, but she's, you know, doing good. That and was an amazing scene, side salad. It, it really, really was. Yeah. No, Jean is an endless, an endless treasure trove of wonder. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, please, I have something to tell you. <laughs> But anyway, so Otis comes to tell Eric that everything's fine with Gene and everything. And he's like, okay, you've been an amazing friend, but you need to go talk to Adam now. And he's like, I don't know what to say. You know, he obviously doesn't want to do it. And Otis being a good friend is like, no, you got to do it. Tell him how you feel. 
So Eric shows up to the school and Adam says, so they're selling the school. That's the, one of the plot points we'll talk about when we get to our what the hell is happening in season four discussion. So Eric says, Adam, I'm so sorry. And 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 Adam's like, stop apologizing. And Eric asks if they can walk home together. And he says, yes. So we're going to watch them break up as they walk home together. <laughs> well, we've all been waiting for it since <laughs> the season two finale. <laughs> oh, man. Too funny thinking that maybe we could pretend it didn't happen but it did happen i messed up badly i i, I can be okay with it it was a stupid kiss it didn't mean anything i can get over i don't it. think it was just a stupid kiss adam did you did you sleep with this guy no that's not what i mean we only kissed but it wasn't stupid it was something you don't feel bad? Yes, I feel bad. I feel bad I hurt you. But you wouldn't take it back? No, I don't think I would. I felt easy with it. Mm. And it feels hard with me. Yes. I just feel like I'm, I'm ready to fly and you're just learning to walk. And I've worked really hard to find myself and I'm beginning to lose who I am. We're gonna break up, aren't we? I think we have to. Yeah. It's not your fault. We're just going in different directions. Adam, can we keep talking? Mm. Uh, don't have anything else to say. I get along without you very well, of course I do, except perhaps in spring, but I should never think of spring, for that would surely break my heart. Shouts out to the music supervisor of the show, too. Oh, my God. Right? So good. It reminds me of, like, you know, like, obviously, I feel like the OC started, like, the having the music be, like, such a, like, story, like, its own character in the show. And, like, I feel like sex education continues that tradition for sure. Yep. Yep. But, yeah, that was a really good breakup scene. Really good breakup. Um, Like, I love that it started with, with Adam trying to be like, well, it didn't mean anything, so we can just get past it. And Eric having to be like, no, it meant something. Like, that's the whole point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, there's so much gray area with it. And I feel like Adam keeps on trying to put this almost, like, straight understanding of it, you know? Because his, his narrative, at least, is that, oh, everyone cheats. Oh, you just had a quick little thing, but it didn't mean anything. And it's so much more nuanced for Eric. Like it, it like I was saying before, it's much more it transcends uh, a hookup or a relationship. This is a huge personal moment for him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it, and and again, he didn't really go to Nigeria looking for that. It just kind of happened to him. Exactly. And so it, it, it's you know Adam trying to make it packageable to be you know thrown away is it's not going to be that easy and i like that eric is still able to maintain humility with adam you know he's very vulnerable he's very honest (laughs) like he he says that he feels bad but he still says that it 
it, it meant a lot to him. Yeah. <laughs> so both can exist at the same time. And I love that. I love that he really shows so many of the characters in this show how to really be themselves whether it's good, bad, ugly, everything in between. Like he just he just is himself each and every time. And for someone who's black and queer and that young <laughs> to be yep. living like that, that is really revolutionary. We we've seen it. We he's shown his own parents <laughs> how to free themselves. Yeah, so, exactly. Um, what a character, man. That's love him. Really we love him. <laughs> we love him. And then I did think that it was worth mentioning that after they break up, Adam is at home with Maureen and he gets a phone call or he gets off a phone call and Maureen's like, is that Eric? And he says, uh, no, it was a friend. And then he's like, Eric wasn't my friend, mom. He was my boyfriend. We broke up. And she just like gives him a hug. Oh, <laughs> and it's damn. Like, he's probably like, like, um, I've been new. <laughs> right. <laughs> I didn't even get to really fully support you before y'all broke up. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, that happened. It's over now. Anyway. Uh, the whole entire relationship, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I think that Maureen is perceptive enough that she was probably like, um, duh. <laughs> well, she probably also has more time on her hands now that Adam's dad's no longer in the picture. So, so true. Yeah. Although she does seem to have, you know, a couple lovers in her rotation. So I don't know. I know. I also <laughs> love her and Jean's friendship. It's just. Mm. Oh, my God. The scene of them going dancing and just like no! yelling at each other through the music is so good. Amazing. 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 <laughs> uh, obviously, that's before she was pregnant. But <laughs> I love when teen dramas do a good balance of the adults raising the teens and the teens themselves, because both are so interesting. You know, I feel Absolutely. like. It's not fair to just relegate them to just being parents who don't have full lives on their own yeah. and who are also still struggling with topics relating love and sex in their adult lives. Even yeah. Jean, who's a full-blown therapist, has so yep. much, you know, to unpack her damn self with the pregnancy. Absolutely. So. She just, like, didn't tell him until she was so pregnant. Like, I'm like, girl, you're a sex therapist. Right, right. <laughs> Which I think is cool because, you yeah. know, people don't always, people are not always able to practice what they preach. That's just being human. Yep, totally. Okay, so just because I didn't want us to end on such a, like, kind of negative note. I mean, it's good, it's good growth for Eric, but, you know, it's a breakup. I thought that we would end on an Eric and Otis scene because mm -hmm. it's really precious. And I think that at the end of the day, you don't need a boyfriend in high school as long as you have a good best friend who is going to hold you down. There like, you he, I just, I like that his last scene of the season is with Otis. And like we said, it's going to come in that that Moordale has been closed down or whatever. So they're going to talk about that a little bit. <laughs> and uh, then we can talk about what we think is going to happen in season four. And we'll all wrap Do up. we know what year of school they're in yet? I have no idea. Like, I think... Do they say what age they are at any point? No, I can't tell if we've started with them as freshmen. I, I really don't know where they're at. Me either. I feel like we should be toward the end of them being in... At least in towards school. the last half of junior year at this point. Yeah, yeah. I so they should clarify that in season four. <laughs> That's on my yeah. wish list. <laughs> but also don't stop the seasons. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I also love, and it's visual, so I'll say it now, that Eric is wearing his like Nigerian like outfit that he wore to the wedding oh now he's he wearing the gold iPad this time too right yes i think so yeah so the, the real look the real the full look yes yes <laughs> hey okay what are you doing ah, well you know i wanted to finish it before they bring the baby home oh 
You look amazing. Thank I'm called Eric. He's here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'm just with DIY though. How to go with um, Adam? We break up. Oh, bro. Yeah, it was horrible. <laughs> Can we talk about it? No. Let's finish this treehouse. Yes. How? What is this? That's Hannah. No more Mordell. Mm. What are we gonna do? As long as we've got each other, we'll be all right. Yeah. So that's like the last we see really of Eric. I thought it was interesting that they have him reappear with the wedding outfit on and the makeup after he breaks up with Adam. It's like Adam's the last thing that he has to shed before he can like really be his full self and fully realize who he could be and then have the makeup and, and have the, the perfect combination of who he was before Nigeria and now with the makeup and the outfit, who he is now, post yes. Adam, post the lies. Like he just is, what a great way to, it's so subtle, but it's it, what yeah. a great, great way to, to see him close the season. And of course, like as soon as he shows up, Otis is like, well, you look amazing. Like, know. you know, like, so he's nothing to it. Yeah, he just <laughs> immediately goes to his best friend where he knows he's going to be validated. You know, his friend sees him for all that he is. And, you know, just hit, sit in a treehouse that he's making for his, you know, new sister or brother. I can't remember if there was a yeah, sex. Yeah, if they knew what sex was. But yeah, I just I love that. And I and of course, I had to include the the cute little moment of them being like, what's going to happen if Moredale, as long as we're together, it's OK. And I'm like, that's mm. exactly right. That's exactly right. <laughs> oh lord they need to hurry up for season four i'm ready already right the biggest question that i have is what the fuck they're going to do what we said before with me going to the u.s but the bigger question is what are they going to do with the fact that they do not have a school anymore yeah that's a big like problem to create for yourself <laughs> like, well, if also if they're this far into school like yeah, they're almost like seniors at this point, I would think. That's the vibe I'm getting, you know? Because I feel like they said something like, you like you guys have to figure out where you're going to finish your education, you know, like that kind of vibe. Yeah. So, yeah, this, I don't this know. This season really could go anywhere. It really could. I'm like, yeah. is, does this mean that they're going to all be at different schools? Will, like, different people have to opt for different options? Like, what, is that, what does that look like for them? Yeah. Does this or... mean a whole new slew of new characters? Because I'm like, you need to finish out what you've done so far with all these amazing characters. I don't yes. know if more random new people being thrown in the mix is gonna either distract us or just make us miss what used to be used to have you know totally so. yeah and if they do choose to show me in the u.s i will definitely have to include some u.s characters i don't want u.s characters i know i'm like that's why i'm watching sex education so i don't have to deal with our fucking fucked up country yeah. like shithole country like let's I don't want to watch maybe Underwhelmed by Americans. That sucks. <laughs> yeah, she's like, wait, I should have stayed in England. God I damn literally it. should have stayed in England. <laughs> <laughs> but for Eric, I think that... I, I also think that Eric's story is kind of wide open now, too. Like, he, mm -hmm. he is in a place... place. Yeah, exactly. He's in a place where he he could really just do whatever. He could meet and I don't know. Maybe they'll have him meet a cool guy. I don't know. Yeah, he they'll finds have a black single. lover in England. He finds a black lover in England. That's, that's where we need to go. Either that or he finds multiple black lovers and explores his sexuality. That's, that's also he possible. His whole era. He enters his whole era. That could work too. <laughs> as long as it's a safe. Yes, as long as it's safe. <laughs> 
but my hopes and dreams are just that he continue to evolve and be more and more himself all the time. I feel like I don't even I don't even know what these writers are going to dream up. I'm I'm ready to watch it though. <laughs> yeah, he definitely is a new person though, but he's a new I love that he's a new person sans trauma. Like there's no it's not um there's not a cloud hanging over him now. He's he's actually right. freer than he was and he, he he's always been the free character, but now he's really really free. So I, I yes. that's really cool to see. So yeah, I, I think that concludes our part two of Woo! Eric Effiong. And you know, we're we'll do a we'll do a part three when season four comes out. Like you know, you know we how we do. We have to do it. Yeah. We have to do it. We have no choice. <laughs> no choice whatsoever. So thank you so much, Dondres, always for joining of us. Of course. Uh, see y'all. This is actually the penultimate episode of season two. So oh. um, thanks to everyone who's been listening so far. And one more week of content left, and then I'm going back into hiatus because. This shit takes a lot of preservation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See y'all next time. Thanks for listening to Leftist Teen Drama. Follow us on social media for updates. Links to our Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, and TikTok are in the show notes, along with links to suggested additional reading on the topics discussed. Solidarity forever, free Palestine, and abolish the PIC. Signing off, Maria.